Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. It's the week of January 27th, 2022. This is episode 245 and I am your host, Chris Randazzo. Joining me tonight is Animated Cup, Karen Randazzo. I am the Blood Rage Killer. Totally Justified Revival, Angie Fernot. Nine-nine! And the baddest DA in the universe, Evan Goldstein. Hot damn! <laughs> Tonight, a rash of celebrity deaths, the first trailer for a gritty Fresh Prince reboot, Weird Al gets a biopic, and more. But first, I have to tell you about the hamburger that I had for dinner. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So let's back things up to Christmas when Karen bought for me the Griddler. I'm, so- I'm sorry. What? The what now? Hold on. I feel Googling coming on. <laughs> now, is that spelt like the Riddler? Yes. yes. Okay. So basically, it's like a really fancy modern foreman grill. Ooh, it's yes. where the plates come off and are washable, like super easy to wash. And um, you can reverse the plates. They have a like a grill side and then like a flat side. Yep. Damn. So now we have a grill pan. Now, typically speaking, we're the kind of people I we're the kind of people that would grill. I'd, I'd grill all year round. The problem is, is that my grills aren't currently like really nice grills and so they can't get hot enough in the winter to properly cook the food and when so, you say wait, your grills are you talking external outside grill correct okay. external grills okay so we've been using uh, our grill pan to cook burgers uh like suckers because <laughs> we have the griddler and tonight i decided no no, I'm going to put my burger, I'm going to flip these griddle things over, because I've been doing quesadillas and stuff on the griddler, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to flip those suckers over to the, gr- the the grill side, the panini press, as it were. You're going to live slap- life. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to live life. I'm going to slap a burger in there. But I, I, I didn't stop there, right? So Karen was out this evening. She she So I had dinner before her. So I just, co- I just was able to focus on my burger alone. So my burger was just a nice patty of ground beef just regular ground mm-hmm. beef going to town some salt and pepper and worcestershire sauce What's this here mm, sauce? <laughs> just just make that shit happen all right so i got that going then i diced some onion and i i wilted i cooked that down and i wilted some uh spinach so, so i have this onion and spinach thing going on then I really wanted some Swiss cheese, but we're all out. So I did have this brick of mozzarella. So I did two decently thick slices of mozzarella. Then I buttered the rolls and uh, put them on my other actual griddle upside down so that they get nice and buttery toasted. Slap a couple of pieces of bacon on there. So it goes toasted buttered bun, two strips of bacon, the delicious Worcestershire flavored burger. On top of that, the two relatively thick slices of mozzarella. On top of that, the onions and spinach. On top of that, a couple of pickles. Then the top of the burger bun. I didn't even put anything on it. No ketchup, no nothing. Because the Griddler 
did such a wonderful job of cooking the burger. It was so juicy and like medium rare on the inside. My mouth is and literally was, watering, you yeah. fuck. Oh, God, you it was so good. Dinner, you asshole. <laughs> and so right there, this burger was just astounding. It needed nothing. Usually I throw a little barbecue sauce on my burgers. I didn't go that route tonight because I wanted to go something special. I thought the onions and the spinach were really going to take it there and the juiciness of the burger really, really nailed it home. But the thing that made the whole meal a total home run was Karen's other Christmas gift. Her gift to both of us was an air fryer. Okay. Air fryer is a wonderful, wonderful thing, especially in the world of tater tots. Yeah. I like me some French fries, but air fryer tater tots are the shit. So I had this amazing sesame seed bun burger. It was just delicious from top to bottom, and some air fryer super crispy tater tots with a little bit of salt and pepper. I ate like a fucking king tonight. I yeah, feel you wonderful. Did. yeah, you did. Mad jealous on this side. I'm a little turned on by that burger. <laughs> I cooked Karen a burger too, and she came home. It didn't have all that other stuff on top of it. <laughs> you I could have taken she, I didn't home think out of that sentence. It, it would have worked. <laughs> In wow, enjoyable. Wow, yeah. Just wow. She was delicious, man. And you know what? I really want dessert, but I am still trying my damnedest to not. <clears throat> I'm trying to eat better, and hey, that Chris, means not having dessert every day. Ask us what we so, had last night. What did you have last night? Sadness? We each had our own pint of Ben and Jerry's. Nice. What flavor? Oh, well. <laughs> Whew, let me tell you about Give Me Some More. Because Is that the name of the flavor? Yeah. Yes. It's a s'mores flavored. Oh, give me s'more! Oh my god, talk to me. Tell me about it. <laughs> it Let me live vicariously through you. literally the best ice cream I've ever had, and we had it once recently, and I was like, okay, honey, that's it for me. We've got to be good. I've never eaten a full pint of ice cream in one sitting before, and like... Life you know, experience right there. Right? I mean, granted, I've probably eaten that much ice cream in one sitting, but not using a pint container, to be real. So... <laughs> like, it's a noticeable thing when the pint container is empty and yeah. you're scraping like the inside lid to yeah, get like that last little bit. Yeah, trying to lick the inside of the container because I'm so desperately <laughs> upset that it's over. Um, also, Ben and Jerry's is like some thick ice cream. Yeah. So like a pint of Ben and Jerry's is not the same as like a pint of Turkey Hill. Like, that is correct. Turkey Hill true. is fucking everybody over. Okay? <laughs> the standard is Ben and Jerry's because it's not just the ice cream. It's whatever it's other stuff that, goes, yeah. that they're loading into that the container. The crack cocaine that they apparently put in there with the tears of children that just tastes perfect. <laughs> it's that salty sweet, yeah, you know. Yeah. That's Cocaine's literally... really sweet. The salt of the children's tears. Yeah, yeah. it really comes together nicely. Yeah, exactly. You get it. See? Yeah, so that was that was my flavor. And I have to say, I have, I will never willingly steer away from that flavor now like it's just it's got it has a little bit of saltiness to it and that graham cracker accent like so what exactly is in it is just s'mores ice cream like what's the base Ta okay, talk so, to me here oh. i need details <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm so happy to provide okay so i'm gonna i'm actually making sure that i don't butcher um chocolate ice cream. I mean, I have Google in front of me. I could have no, just no, been no. searching for this no, no, the entire no, 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 time, but no. I, want I want to, to hear describe, it from you. I want to describe this luscious, beautiful, just taste perfect 
ice cream to you. So I'm a huge fan of Americone Dream. That's, that was the is, last one I had. Yes, <laughs> mm, that, that one's mm, also mm, good. That's outstanding. And also just their their plain vanilla is my go-to for like, I'm feeling sick. Uh, yeah, so okay, you want to know Jerry's something? World's uh, best vanilla fuck? is just so good. No, listen, you're doing it wrong. Toasted <laughs> marshmallow ice cream, Christopher. Okay. I just use your full name. I don't even know if that really exists for you. I've never so- said to anyone who's got a Chris with a K, Christopher. Who is that guy? That is it's my a name. Guy. Christopher Philip Randazzo is my it, name. Oh, look at you just doxing yourself with that middle name. That. Oh, yeah. Come come steal my debt. Have fun. <laughs> you heard of America. Uh, toasted marshmallow ice cream. Okay. All right. Okay. It's a game right. changer. Right. Okay. But then... Then you get chocolate cookie swirls. And the thing about these chocolate cookie swirls is it's literally like, you know the best part of an ice cream cake where they have like the cookie crumbs? Uh-huh. It's like that, but like more cookie. It's so okay. good. All right. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. Then there's graham cracker swirls. So then you're literally getting swirls of graham cracker spread throughout. And it's like they must have salted the graham cracker just a little because I'm telling you, it's just that perfect little... Uh, Yes, like that. You get all this sweet, and then you're like, oh, wait, honey, I see you. I taste you. This is perfect. Yes, okay. But then then you're like, okay, well, you got all the swirls and, like, the cookiness or whatever, but it's still just ice cream. No, 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 no. There's these little chips, these perfect little fudge flakes that are just nuzzled, like, nestled right inside in in this perfect ever every single scoop. We have to talk about TV at some point. No. No, I want everyone in the the world. No, I could literally eat this till I die. Like no one who's listening wants her to stop. Thank you, cancer. Come and take me and give me some more. They gotta, they gotta have something to eat while they're watching TV, and this is what it's going to be: delicious burgers and Ben and Jerry ice cream. Okay, and if I could just complete the meal, yes, I happen to be right now enjoying a very tasty beer. Um, if you're in the North Jersey area, I highly recommend you check out Hackensack Brewing Company. Um, I am drinking their Harlem to Hackensack Pastry Stout. Okay. Uh, it is a really tasty, smooth, dark beer, and it is 11% uh, ABV, which is the kind of day I had. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's an 11% ABV kind of day. Is that the... Yes, that's the one that Mike works at. Our good buddy, Mr. Mike Sheridan, uh, works at this brewery. Nintendo. That's exciting. Yes. I'm looking, now I'm looking at the give me some more ice cream. Yeah, you need it in your face hole. (laughs) No, I don't. I mean, I do, but no, not right now. I mean, I get it. It's not time. So, like, when I went to go pick it up, my, my favorite Ben and Jerry's was everything but, because then you don't have to worry about what flavor you're getting because you're getting everything <laughs> in the container. Well, I mean, did mm-hmm. it have marshmallow no, ice cream? It, because it that's it ha- literally ha- the best thing I've ever if had. If I'm not mistaken, it did. But Liar. I ended up getting um, peanut butter half-baked because that's also very good. Yes. Chocolate, mm, peanut butter, yeah. chocolate and peanut butter ice cream mixed with gobs of peanut butter, cookie dough, and then fudge brownie. But if it at all melts... Like while in transport or something, that fudge brownie sinks to the bottom. Mm. So it is not. I if it's not done properly, it's like two thirds ice cream and then just brownies at the bottom. And it was just not the right flavor. Now that we're talking about it, I failed to see the problem here. 
See, that's the thing about Ben and Jerry's. They're usually well spaced out. Like, there's a little bit of everything throughout the entirety of the container. I got to say, the best Ben and Jerry's I've ever had was not something, you know, it didn't. I didn't experience the same thing in pint form. Uh, I worked in Hoboken for a while, and there was a Ben and Jerry's there, uh, and I got chocolate therapy there, <laughs> and it was um, <laughs> that is chocolate ice cream with chocolate cookies and swirls of chocolate pudding ice cream. Oh my god! Which was it was just perfection, um, and they sell that in pint form, and it's very very good. But it wasn't. It just wasn't the same as getting it at the store. Mm, Interesting. That makes sense. <clears throat> but I think that's enough ice cream, uh, ice cream, beer, and burger talk. Unless, I mean, Evan, nope. did you eat anything you need to tell us about? No, I am good. I had my protein shake for dinner because I had uh, a container of ramen noodle this afternoon, and I just needed salt. So that's that's it. That He's was my, my day. salty boy. Yes. It was a <laughs> Alrighty day, then. So. <laughs> well, I think it's time for us to talk about some television. I, guess. I don't know that we had a ton to talk about. Uh, I only have, I only have a couple of things. Uh, I, I assume one, at least one of them, uh, or probably two of the three of those, are things that Karen and I will talk about. So uh, we'll just quickly discuss uh, the book of Boba Fett. Have you guys been uh, caught up on that? Hard no, no. So here, before we start getting into that, we we actively looked at my my plex server because the way things are laid out it says you know continue watching this and i'm gonna say there was like 40 images in that list for us so i literally had to go through and 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 remove things like i'm not watching this anymore i'm not watching this anymore and then i left the things that we are actively wanting to watch and that includes uh the book of boba fett dickinson like it's that lost symbol these are the shows that we know that we want to go back to, but just are, you know, like ending up with like Brooklyn Nine-Nine because we need something funny and and happy. And we're also trying to, well, at least I'm consciously trying to get to a place where when we're watching stuff, like we're actually working through the list rather than just constantly like bouncing around. Yeah. 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 No, I get you. And right, you were talking last time that Boba Fett, you were waiting until you could just binge the whole thing, right? Well, get a, at least a couple of them together because, like, I that show is one of those that I, when we're done with the episode, I really want to watch the next one. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, a little tough now because we jumped on it a little too early. What are so, you guys thinking of it so far? I'm not worried about spoilers. Yeah, it's Boba Fett. It's okay. I'm. I mean, I'm really enjoying it. It definitely has. It's you know, it's not perfect, but now we appear to be done with the flashbacks. I really okay. liked the flashback story. I really liked the current story, but I didn't like the way that the show was putting them together. Mm. Um, just was a little, just a little felt weird to me. But you know, hey, it is what it is. Uh, I'm really enjoying the show. I'm kind of enjoying the online reaction which is like somebody summed it up perfectly is uh, a lot of people are angry at the Boba Fett show for not for Boba Fett not being the character that they had tattooed on their shoulder in like college or whatever because <laughs> uh, you know <clears throat> there wasn't a lot of character growth to go from with him and uh, I they they kind of directly addressed it in the, the last episode where so 
Fennec said that he had gotten uh, weak. Uh, you know, his time with the Tusken Raiders made him weak, and he said, no, it made me strong, and here's why. Uh, I think the show's pretty fascinating, and as long as you're not going in with, like, that one scene in Mandalorian where Boba Fett killed all those dudes, like, that's, that's, I want bloodthirsty, completely badass Boba Fett all the time. Like, all right, you just got to remember, also got to remember that, like, yeah, he was a feared bounty hunter, but he also got, like, comedically knocked into the Sarlacc pit <laughs> in Return of the Jedi. Like, this guy's not a freaking ninja, so... I don't know. Get off it. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's weird Star Wars stuff. It's definitely got some weird stuff going on, which I like. Um, it feels slightly non-Star Warsy at times, which I also very much welcome. I like the idea that what uh, what Disney's doing with Star Wars right now is trying to expand what it is. Uh, and can you explain that a little bit? Like. Like I'm confused. Like when you say, because you have way more of a history with Star Wars. The music is not all sounds like uh, John Williams' style. You know what I mean? They with Mandalorian was kind of their first major step in that direction Mm -hmm. of like, okay, this is Star Wars, but this is also way more of a Western, right? And then they did Star Wars Visions, which is like, this is Star Wars, but it's also anime, and this is. You know, very much stories that are taking place very much within the continuity of, uh, you know, th- th- what happens after to Boba Fett after Return of the Jedi, but it doesn't really feel like a Star Wars movie that's focused on the Skywalkers. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, I got you. And that, I, I kind of, I like the direction that they're heading with, heading with, with that, heading in with that, mm-hmm. and um, from what I've come to understand, they seem to be trying to make Star Wars a little bit more like the MCU uh, and I don't mean that in a, I don't mean that in a bad way I mean in that they're going to do these things that aren't really connected but then they're going to have one unifying thing that will eventually bring them together okay and then you know spread back out again so they're going to assemble the Star Wars Avengers exactly <laughs> so I'm very interested I I like the way it's going I can't wait to see how this actually wraps up because from uh What's a Ming Na did an interview that said uh, after the finale, there's a, there's a decent chance that people will look at the series differently after the finale. Um, okay. So, and how long is I'm this very supposed to be? You know? I think there's what two left. Okay. I think it's uh, eight, six episodes, eight episodes, something like that. It's not very many. It's a relatively short series. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Only thing that I have to add to that is that I'm really, um, they finally got to the point in the flashback story where they connected sort of like the events of the Mandalorian that these characters were in episodes of the Mandalorian for back to the story of this book of Boba Fett and what happened to him and how he got connected to Fennec and how he ended up where we saw him at the end of the Mandalorian, like taking over Boba's palace. Gotcha. Um, and so I appreciated having those dots connected. Right. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. I like it. Cool, cool, cool. I don't imagine you guys are going in with this deep-seated love of Boba Fett, so I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I don't <laughs> remember him even being in The Mandalorian at this point, to be honest. Like, I'm just... Well, you, you got distracted by someone else wearing his costume. I did. Timothy. Timothy. Oh, yeah, that's Timothy right. Timothy Off with his pants. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, give me more of that. 
<laughs> oh, you'll get it. <laughs> uh, I've been watching, continuing my Cowboy Bebop rewatch. I'm almost done. Not now. I'm not getting to watch them every day, but last couple of days I hit up uh, an episode two at lunch. I got to speak like a child, which is an episode we covered on the show a long time ago. It's probably my favorite episode of the series. Mushroom Samba, just good stuff. Love that show. Uh, I really love the big that thing name. That, Sorry, big thing that Karen. Oh, did you wind up watching the cartoon? We have not. We have that is still that's on the list. <laughs> okay. I'm telling right. you, it's not on purpose. I just want to be clear. Like, it's not. It's not that we don't want to watch these these shows. It's really, I've had a hellish schedule as of late, and uh, our mental capacity has just been somewhat limited. Preaching to the choir. No worries there. Cool. Uh, so the big one that Karen and I watched together uh, that I've been really enjoying is Wheel of Time. We oh, made it yeah. through the whole first season, and I freaking loved it, man. <laughs> cool. That's great. Uh, what? What? Now, what did you love about it? Like, is there anything specific that stood out to you, or is it just like as a whole? Uh, well, I mean, I'm kind of curious to get your overall thoughts on it because we haven't been discussing it much between the two of us in okay. preparation for the show. So, uh, Karen, why don't you uh, bake them away, toys? I don't, I don't know what that was, but I'm just going to be over away, here. Um, so, also, greatly enjoying it. I'll preface this by saying I'm not a uh, fan, a, not a not acquaint not acquainted with the books at all not a fan or not a fan just i've never read them um so that being said i really enjoy seeing a a universe that's sort of like a a fantasy universe that is based around females power mm-hmm. like the the whole universe is structured around the idea that the women control this magical power and that's so refreshing (laughs) in terms of things that you like normally in a fantasy universe written by a man women are just like sort of in a medieval power structure kind of way they're there to look pretty you might have one or two female characters that are like badasses but they're the outliers um and this is just this is all about the women there are male characters and they are for the most part um also interesting and you know you get invested in them <sighs> the lead dude uh arguably the lead dude um they're trying to they're trying to figure out like there's this figure in their mythology called the dragon and they're tr- and they're you know supposedly the dragon was reborn it was reincarnated into a new body 20 years ago and so these women have been going around trying to find this the dragon and they go to this village and there's five people that it could be mm-hmm. and one of them is this white dude <laughs> okay. and he's like the least likable and the least interesting person to me like as they you know journey along and you learn more about them it's like okay this person could do this and this person does that issue and and he's just kind of like there he's got red hair karen he has red hair that's what makes him interesting <laughs> very interesting and he's so very nice. mad that his girlfriend was going to you know she exhibited um abilities of being able to channel this magical power so 
she was going to go off and with the the powerful magical women and study and learn to become one of them and leave him behind and he was super mad about it <laughs> like why do i care about this guy again um and so i don't want to spoil anything for people who are going to watch this regardless of like what you guys care about but like he you know they all end up having their central roles to play in the story and his it was like i i wish he didn't have the role that he has but you know there's only so much they they can do with you know Mm -hmm. they're dealing with the source material they're not just gonna like change major plot details but um it did find it then interesting to see the way that they uh, they handled what his role was in the in the you know how he turned out to be involved in this whole situation of like journeying across the country to like get to the place where the the dark one that they're trying to like make sure stays imprisoned is and like right. the the role that he had to play and the perspective that he came at it from ended up being interesting to me despite him not being the most interesting character cool indeed um, I, uh, I just to piggyback on what she said i i completely agree with that assessment the uh the white dude being i mean i just kept i just kept referring to him as a he was just being a whiny bitch so much during the show like his girlfriend was gonna like leave to go for some higher calling or at least she was thinking about leaving to go for some higher calling and he just bitched about it like meh, you can leave me. Meh, you're choosing meh. Like man, you just suck, dude. But <laughs> from the, the fact that he winds up being the the person that he is, like his story is what it is. Uh, I agree is kind of unfortunate because he's the least interesting of them. But um, from what I've come to understand, our friend, our mutual friend Adrian, uh, he's read the books, and he was he messaged me asking how I liked the show so far because he knew I hadn't read the books, and he said a lot of the book fans are like super pissed because uh, of you know obviously racism because in the books, uh, pretty much everyone's pearly white, and in this show it is very super diverse cast, super diverse cast, cool. um, yeah, except for like this dude's thing is like one of his identifiable traits is his red hair and like I guess he can't really do that with anything other than a white guy reasonably you know what I mean like it just there aren't redheaded Asians yeah, like this... naturally occurring it just uh... but also like I mean if you guys watched Arcane like Echo had white hair like he's a little black kid with white hair so like it's yeah that fantasy. works no, like, we're talking it... about like you know like Highlander red hair kind of a thing. It's yeah, kind of like, doesn't work with other complexions. Wait, but, wait, wait a know. second. So, but my, my question yeah, is, is like they're, they're claiming racism because they made a diverse cast or they're claiming racism that they left the whiny bitch of a character still a white guy? No, they, they because they changed all these other characters okay, to, got to not white. <clears throat> uh, so, to which I think is hilarious. Uh, and and enjoy. That means they're doing something right. So anyway, sorry to inter- interject. No, that's... Go on great um i also spoke to a friend a couple that i am friends with who both are book fans um and the husband was far more up in arms about it than the wife but uh the wife let me know that like in terms this is like a huge 
book series there's like mm. a ton of material yes. yeah and so like a lot of things are like changed around and like condensed or left out or you know lots of things not happening the way they happened in the books Shocking. um and uh <sighs> I don't know what else I was going to say, but, you know, it seems like if you're a book fan and you wanted things to be 100% the way they are in the books, you're not happy with this show. My having zero familiarity with the books, I'm like, this show is fucking great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you 100% this works absolutely without any book knowledge this just works i i don't feel like i'm missing anything i don't feel like anything's underbaked or underdeveloped or not earned like it's it's all working for me like even the guy who's being a whiny bitch i mean i get why like it's not unearned whiny bitchness it's just like you're not a very likable person because of it but i i'm feeling i'm feeling fine about all of it i like the mythology i i think everyone's playing their parts very well uh adrian did tell me that this one guy i really like on the show um he left the show kind of abruptly um for personal reasons or whatever Mm -hmm. and he's so he's not gonna be back for season two which is a bummer uh they're they're recasting him because he's one of the main characters uh it's kind of a bummer but other than that no i think wheel of time is great it's been scratching my sort of lord of the rings itch although uh we'll get to a little bit of that in a in our news segment but mm-hmm. that uh was the other point that my friend uh, made which <laughs> perhaps i should also leave for the news segment but i'll say that um you know a thing that's making book fans unhappy is like they feel like the changes from the source material are unnecessary which my friend said made her nervous for the lord of the Rings series being in amazon's hands because the way the news that she has followed out of the Lord of the Rings production uh, has indicated that Amazon is just like making up backstory despite the fact that Tolkien has left behind like tens of thousands of pages of backstory that like for them to pull from and yet they're just like now we're gonna make shit up so uh so I guess you know it's uh it's a it's a word of warning towards well, Tolkien any, fans. Anytime you go into <laughs> anything that's beloved, you got to go in with a you know a wary eye. Yeah, and like I guess with I don't know as long as it works as well as this because I don't know Lord of the Rings outside of the movies. I was not able to make it through the books. Uh, mm-hmm. Fellowship just did not do it for I mean, me there's like 300 pages of walking and that's in a 600 page book and it's the first book i got pretty far into that one before giving up it's like because i'm not a, a huge book guy i'm just not and oh boy that was just i was nothing but respect but yeah I'm, i'll stick with the movies uh myself that's just more of my speed but uh i don't know anything outside of that other than uh, the the few things I eventually learned that have made me like aspects of the movie less uh, but I mean as long as they they do seem to be doing a great job with this wheel of time because I don't know any better and it all works and makes sense to me so yay <laughs> yay cool all I have to say to the people who are whining is remember lock and key I freaking <laughs> love that show man what are you watching with the kids 
Still Avatar. Still Avatar, yep. Um, I think we're like 10 episodes in. Okay. Uh, we did the last one we just watched. We, you know, it started it and Chris goes, oh, Jet. Yeah. Hey, shit. Oh my God. As soon as you said we were 10 episodes in, I was like, fucking shit. <laughs> Jet's the worst. Yeah, he Guitar is. Tara's all like doughy eyed over him. Like, come on. Get come better. on. No, I know. There's only one more totally non-believable love story coming up, uh, but that's the end of season one, and then, then we're good. <laughs> Sorry, I know. and it's and, and at least that one gets hilariously referred to later. Jet gets hilariously referred to later in the show too. That that recap episode is one of the best things I've ever seen. So. <laughs> Remember when we did uh, when we did Legend of Korra? And they had that recap episode where what was it? Varric was telling the story or whatever. Yes. It was absolutely hilarious. There's a similar thing at in the last season of Last Airbender, and very, very well done. <laughs> I look forward to it. You know, eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Because we get to watch about two or three episodes a week. The way the kids are like picking things. Yeah. Gotcha. So. It's okay. I'm just I'm just reminded. My brain takes me back to that that video that that whatever it was TikTok kind of thing that I caught like I messaged to Chris about the young kid watching Avatar (laughs) (laughs) look at all the white people (laughs) I love how all the action is really slow (laughs) I like how there's no comedy (laughs) no jokes I didn't see this I feel left out now I will send it to you honey during the break you will understand it completely yes yes send it again I want to watch it again just because it really (laughs) makes me laugh because it just I feel I viscerally feel that man's pain (laughs) oh oh you're watching that oh why (laughs) anywho all right good times guys what else you got anything um, I've watched a couple of things on my own. I um, barreled through the rest of Queer Eye, like mainlined it last week. Yes. Like put as much of it in my veins and eyeballs as I possibly could. I, I was having like, I was recovering from burnout and I had a light week of work. So I was able to like take very slow mornings where I was like, yeah, I'm going to do another one. Because I don't have any work right now, and I don't feel like doing anything else. I feel like shit, and this show makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. So that's how I consumed the back half of Queer Eye. Um, and the only thing I, that I have to add to the discussion is, um, as a whole, I, well, you know, having seen the season as a whole now, is I really, the show has grown so much from where it started, and I really like a small thing that they've been doing that makes it feel like so much more cohesive which is I feel like when they started in each one of the Fab Five did their like little part of it they were just on their own with the hero Mm -hmm. um, doing whatever they did and now it's more of like you know Anthony will be in the kitchen with the hero and like one of the other guys will be there with them and like, oh, I'm going to cook too. Or like, the hero will get done with Jonathan with their beauty treatment and he will take them to meet Tan Mm -hmm. and, you know, hang out and look at the new outfits or whatever. They're kind of crossing over their parts of the episode so that they feel more like a cohesive group that works together. 
Um, and it's a small thing, but it really is it's just so very, so very nice. Um, I really encourage you <laughs> if you are needing something to, to pull you out of pandemic burnout um, to just get as much of that into your into your eyeballs as fast as you possibly can. I <laughs> told my therapist last week that I was I was doing some self-care watching Queer Eye and she goes, oh, is that still on? Because she didn't know that there was a new show. <laughs> and she thought that I was, you know, making myself feel better by watching, like, mainlining 20-year-old episodes of a reality show. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> like, no, no, not quite. No, that's not, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think doing that would make me feel better. No offense to that other show, but it's a completely different animal. It really is. Um, I was just going to ask about that because, like, I actually, after finishing this season of Queer, I considered going back, and I, I've never actually seen the original series. Is it? Is it? Is it? It's not? a different animal. It's. Okay. It's more. Uh, it's it's hard to put into words, but it's more about like. <sighs> There like the go, old queer eye felt to me like we're gonna fix you like these are the things that are wrong and we're gonna fix you whereas this show is more like we're gonna make things better for you like there's nothing wrong with you we're gonna help you like it's just I don't know it's just a different approach and it was, gotcha. and it was always some guy who had no idea what he was doing ever yes like, it was always a, a, a cishet white guy um, usually white um, and the way the culture has changed uh, in the last 20 years for the LGBTQ like they couldn't make this queer eye back then gotcha. because the all the fab five from the old show all fit into stereotypical boxes of like what was okay to be a gay person mm, okay and so I haven't gone back to it, but I can say with almost 100% certainty that it is probably not aged well. Gotcha. In that respect. But Thank it, you. But, you know, it crawled so this show could walk. Exactly. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm not I mean, knocking its existence by any means. I was just curious because, like, I, I can't get enough of the new Queer Eye, and it just goes so fast. Yes. Unfortunately, the old show is not going to do the same thing. I just want um, more feel-good reality television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need more. We need, I don't know, we just need niceness. We just need kindness and niceness. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but it's not being able to get any more of that, uh, I then switched over to Discovery of Witches, and so I'm caught up on the first three episodes of this current season. Oh, man, you're ahead of me now. <laughs> so not to spoil it for Angie all I will say is that I feel like things are moving a lot faster than they have in previous seasons like I Good. felt like the pace I, I felt like the pace of the show used to be like so slow slower than a snail and now like things are happening like and I'm not complaining Good. <laughs> okay yeah I'm waiting to watch with a friend and uh She's she's been kind of bugging me about it, so it it will have to happen soon. Uh, so hopefully by the next time we record, I'll at least have watched one. Yeah, by the time I caught up last night, I was like, oh, I want more, but there's wow. no more out. That's so. a good feeling. I've been waiting for that to happen. <laughs> yeah, 
um yeah things things a lot of things have happened for three episodes of that particular show good all right Mm. so yeah i i think that's uh i think that's it for me cool (laughs) what about you guys not uh, tell us tell us grand stories of what you've been watching while eating ice cream well it's really i watch the ice cream as i spoon it into my mouth because it's so good uh hold on let's take a look um caught up on the rookie mm-hmm. last night which was it was funny because the at the end of the episode it was just like a weird it's a weird sort of summation and a weird cut and we both looked at each other and went wow that was that was weird felt like there should have been more to that but i guess not yeah and then there, we don't have any more episodes um <laughs> we've been watching a lot of brooklyn 99 <laughs> love that show it's just it's such a good funny show well, i don't know if i said it here or somewhere else but i've for the first time maybe ever hit a point where like i just don't think like you guys know i'm usually like let's watch something scary and I, I just hit a point recently where I was like, I don't think I can do this right now. Like, I, I just don't want to feel... I love watching scary stuff, and I love being scared. But then, like, if it's not the right kind of scary right now, it just amps up my anxiety, I guess. And I'm like, I, I'm working really hard to not be stuck in these bad vibes, so I'm going to just... Right out the good ones, and Brooklyn Nine Nine has just—I mean, it, we laugh out loud when we watch that show. Yeah, so, so so, something this afternoon really, really pissed me off. Like I was, I was angry, and I, you know, I wanted to get out of the office, and I went into the living room, and she was sitting there having her dinner, and she, we put on Brooklyn Nine Nine, and it took half of the episode, but by halfway through, I had like snort laughed, and that was it. like it, like it. It's a, such a funny and, and, and heartwarming show that it, it, it took me out of a really, really bad headspace. Yeah. So it was, it, it's, it's a really nice shining light in, in otherwise crappy television. Um, Can I, speaking of you being a horror fan, I have to tell you like a quick little side anecdote about how I think my daughter is going to be a horror fan when she grows up. Fantastic. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're so, um, tonight I was reading her stories and I noticed that she had like crap all over her face (laughs) because, um, her brother had had one of those kinder eggs for dessert and he doesn't like the like the creamy part in the egg so he gives it to her and then she like sticks her face in it and like licks it all around so she had the sticky stuff in the shape of the egg around her mouth (laughs) so cute okay i'm waiting to see where this goes i'm gonna yeah how does this get to a horror fan thing i'm gonna i'm gonna get there so i go and i get a wet washcloth to like wipe her face before she goes to bed and i come back in her room and she's hiding under her comforter giggling and i'm like ellie where are you where'd you go and I like sneak up by the side of her bed and wait for like half a second until she doesn't, she can't t- tell what <laughs> I might do or when I might do it. Yeah. And I just like grab the comforter and yank it off her face real fast. <laughs> and when I tell you, she like screamed and then just started maniacally laughing. <laughs> and then she alternated between those two like three times. Nice. <laughs> she was just like, ah! <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> mommy you really scared me but there was never any like tears, tears or right. fear or anything it was like she genuinely enjoyed being that like surprised and terrified and i was Fantastic. like oh she's gonna watch a lot of horror movies <laughs> she yeah i mean i've i've told you this i literally like have a bucket list thing where i want to just like draw her one day like godzilla stomping a city <laughs> Oh yeah. Like this is who your child is and I am here for it. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. Um when when she's old enough to not be kept up by nightmares all night, I'm happy for you as as her aunt and uncle to like indoctrinate her cuz I when she's old enough, when I'm not going to be kept up cuz mommy I had a nightmare cuz Aunt Angie yeah. showed me something that's too scary. Absolutely. Fully Obviously. understand. We we ask before doing anything that could damage the child. <laughs> yeah, Potentially did they get their, traumatized. Did they, did they get their presents? <laughs> they did. Okay. Did they? Okay. We'll, we'll discuss during break. I want to know if they like them. <laughs> of course. <Okay>. Um, <laughs> what else? What else did we watch? Oh, okay. So I can... My list is fairly short because work is hell. Uh, Go ahead. So... I'm caught up on Outlander finally. Yeah, that's still a show. Um, I thought you had finished it, to be honest with you. I know. <laughs> so did probably anyone who ever heard me talk about it. Uh, it's. I have to say, like, I realized I just yearned for content that wasn't supposed to take place in America. Like, I just... <laughs> that was the yeah. appeal of that show to me, I think. And so I've had a hard time, like reconciling the fact that this show is now entirely set in the u.s and that's not going away and uh like it it was just a very unpleasant reality that i had to accept and then once i accepted it i was like oh, whatever i'll just go back to enjoying this show again and that's that's where i'm at now so i i got through the fifth season and um i i don't know it's just like yeah I just like I'm 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 here for it. Like I, I was really into it in the beginning. Um they've never done anything so dark and extreme as they had done when I told you about that one really, really, really messed up episode and then you watched it. Um And then I stopped watching the show. <laughs> yeah. Like they've never really gone back down that part uh like that path as far as I can tell. I like I'm I'm hoping my memory is not totally like wrong here, but um and I think it's because they realized, like, oh, we definitely crossed a line. And, like, I went back recently and I was like, oh, maybe I should just start rewatching. And then I was like, I, like, hovered over where I thought that episode takes place. And I was like, the thing that I found so interesting about this was that I had never seen anything like that before on television. And I felt like it forced me to really be inside of this character's shoes. And then I was like, and I hated it. <laughs> like, I don't want to go back to that ever. It did a really great job of villainizing the villain and that's cool and all, but like, no, thank you. Um, so that's interesting. I don't know if it means I've grown as a person or maybe I just am weak. I don't know, but the show seems to have tamed itself quite a bit since then. And um, I don't want to say that it's better for it because like, I, I think that some of what had made the show really interesting before was like, you know, the fact that you were, you were like kind of worried about them. And now I'm like, you're in America, like you're fucked anyway. <laughs> like there was hope before. 
So I don't know what I'm doing with this, but the show's coming back in I think mm, February or March. It's got, the like, season six is is starting soon. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I'll I'll keep watching. Um, and otherwise, I've just been watching the British Bake Off and or nope, the Canadian Canadian Baking Show, um, and a little bit of Gargoyles, and I'm still trying to get through the Expanse. <laughs> You're trying. It's like kind of an uphill watching battle. I don't know how else to put that. Like, and so many people have told you to watch it. It's shocking. It's so weird. Like, I'm I'm trying, guys. Like, I just don't know if I want to think that hard. I, I don't know. I'm so tired. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I don't know if I want to put this much effort in. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. And other than that, I've been um. I did. I I feel like this. It, even though it's a movie, it might as well have been a TV show. I did go back recently and watch Land Before Time. <laughs> it's only an hour long, guys. So yeah, yeah. it's like a double episode. So yeah, uh, and I, it still hits me right in the feels. I still think it's fantastic, and I'm so glad that it exists and that I watched it as a kid, and then that I watched it as an adult. So man, that freaking movie is depressing. Saddest dinosaurs ever, but it was still Star really good. Leaf. And that's it for me. Um, we also we watched uh, Arcane. We watched all of Arcane. Oh my god, I love it so, so much. good, so good. Oh my, so good. Story wise, what? Yeah, it, what is it? What is it? It's amazing, is what it is. So, let's, thank you. It is. It there is a um, League of Legends. It's a video game. Um, uh-huh. That has characters that you that have playable characters in it, but it's just it's a weird. What what's the type of game it is? Is it hun? Oh yeah, is it yeah? A mor- um, a morpurger? It's oh fuck! It's not an MMO. Hold on, give me one second. It's a PvP. Like um, there's basically there's three lanes, and then you pick your characters, and you're all on a team, and then there's it's not a things. St- that it's not spawn. really story driven. Uh, there, hold on. It's not really a story driven game, but you you get backstory to specific characters that you can play. What is that? And then this cartoon has taken those backstories and and created this this fantastically well done show. Um I know Chris you had said that you know there's some issues and there are unfortunately I looked up with MOBA. That's the genre in case MOBA. any yeah, a multiplayer online battle arena. And I was like, uh, it's I'm not I'm not getting it. I haven't played League in like six years. It's 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 not like I said. It's not a story driven game, but you get snippets of information about the characters that you can choose, and they there there's family drama and it, like it's the whole uh, world building situation that they got going on here is a weird steampunky fantasy magic world and. It's so engaging. It's so riveting. Um, and it's fucking stunning. Like, it is so pretty. Mm-hmm. The animation is, like... So, the... What was that? The dragon? The... Dragon Prince. The Dragon Prince. Like, we saw that and we thought it was really nice and it was really pretty, but there was like, certain things that you could pick out about it, like, that we looked past. And it does what Dragon Prince... Failed to do, and th- I mean, I can't. I couldn't 
for the life of me find a single thing that I was disappointed in. And they 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 kept a, a, a straight through art style, and then they heightened it with certain aspects because one of the characters is is certifiably insane, like she's crazy. And when they show her inner mind battle, like what she's dealing with internally, like this the the, the art style changes, and it's it's just beautiful. So. I story wise it's great I don't know like I, I've never played the game I don't know if they're it's like you know the, the game is better than the movie kind of thing like just watch it for what it is because like there was heartstrings being pulled and um, growth in every character that shows up on screen like there's like true true story driven emotion in this thing so and I do want to clarify the game while it did not originally have um story when it first came out it did they they like revamped the game because it's actually one of the most popular esports games in the world um and but, but it's not like you're playing like uh, uncharted the, or no like, like the actual game yeah the actual gameplay is very very specific um but like they've done a lot of stuff like oh man i just showed evan so there's a character fiddlesticks and he's like this really awesome like creepy scarecrow character and there's multiple skins for lots of the characters and like one of the characters in in the show uh from arcane her name is jinx and she very clearly has like some harley quinn influences um but what's really cool about it is like you can have all these different skins for the characters and they also have done these things where they have like um like actual like intro videos and and uh so they would do things where they would have like like fiddlesticks got a, a rebrand slash new skin i guess and so they had this like short minute and a half video where there's these two guards and they're sitting and they're just kind of like you know on patrol and swapping stories and then one of them goes missing and you're you're the camera the way it's situated is as if as if you are from that person's point of view and then he starts walking towards where he hears a sound and he's looking for this guy and then he sees the helmet and then he thinks he sees something he's not sure and then it kind of the lantern goes out and it flashes and it's like a horror flick i mean it was a minute and 30 seconds of like absolute horror um and it was so well done and then they like they've just they've done a lot of stuff like that with the champions and they've got beautiful art um and like they actually even did comics at one site uh, at one point um I was looking it up apparently like there was some stuff that came out in like 2018 and 2019 that i just didn't pay any attention to so i mean because at that point it was just a video game yeah comic like this is but arcane is like really 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 rounding out this world and giving so much depth um and i think it's amazing because riot has like an outstanding art department and i don't know how much of the artists are in-house on this show but fuck me i could watch it over and over and over again it's just beautiful. Uh, yeah, that and um, we watched the first two, two or three episodes of Peacemaker. Yeah, <laughs> that's is, on our list. Yeah, that's on our fucking list. Ridiculous. Like one of the best. Would you call it an intro? Like opening sequences I've ever seen on television. <laughs> yeah. Like there's an all-out dance number. Like, so we've heard. Oh, it, it's, it, it's absurd. It really, really is absurd. <laughs> but it makes sense oh, in this world. Tickles, so. It tickles my fancy. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's not. It's not. You're not learning anything. 
it's not going to win any awards. Um, but you have to right out the gate be okay with the fact that you will see John Cena's ass at least once per episode. Yeah, I'm going to be real with you as a person who's watched wrestling that still did not sit well with me. Like he's very <laughs> veiny. Like very veiny. He's so veiny, first of all, which he would be sometimes when he was in the ring. So like whatever. But like it's also just the fact that I'm I like I like watching wrestling and sure some of the dudes like yeah, they're not wearing a whole lot, but they're still not naked and I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, there's a naked John Cena at one point in time. Yeah. Anywho, um and I like this the I'm like warning, like trigger warning kind of thing. There is a character in the show that turns out to be heavily Nazi, like real Nazi. So be forewarned. Like there's, he comes off first and foremost as like a douchebag, and then it it escalates from there. And I was like, mm, it's kind of weird that they chose to go this route with this, but I don't know. They made a choice. Yes, Not sure did. it was the right one, but they made it. But John Cena is doing a great job. Very funny. I mean, he gets his ass kicked every episode so far, like painfully. Like, we, like we were about the balconies. We were watching, and he's jump, like he has to escape this apartment, and he's got to go out the back. So he's on like the fifth floor, and he goes out to the balcony, and they're sort of staggered, so he could jump from like floor five to floor four, balcony wise. And every time he jumps, like we both like went, oh damn, oh. <laughs> Shit, that looks like it hurts. It's like, not it was, graceful. It was no graceful like duck. It was not good. But at the end, he he gets up and he's in, you can see that he's in pain. At the next scene, he's getting stitched up because like I don't think he has any superpowers except for his helmet. So just was able to take a hit. I guess durability. That's about it. But uh, yeah, that, that's just a lot of fun. I mean, it's worth a watch for Eagly. He's got a pet eagle. He does. His best friend, obviously. His best friend. You can't you can't potty train an eagle without taking its soul. <sighs> I feel obliged to point out that we are in fact talking about children's book author John Cena. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's why I'm saying it's weird. There's so he's many amazing. times where I've been like, he's so wholesome, and then I watch this and I'm like. <sighs> See, but he is still wholesome when he does like interviews in the costume, which is weird. Mm. Like, and the character is. So, so un- uncomfortable. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. It's it's, it's a good show. It's it's definitely worth the watch. Uh, and lastly, I watched the first episode that became available to me of the new Fraggle Rock. Back to the Rock. Um, Haven't gotten a chance to hit it up yet. I really want to. Um, Just I, to- I, I, I I I was very pleasantly surprised, especially with the last couple of puppety shows that have come out that have just like missed the mark um i did note on the internets which made me watch it was someone got really upset that they changed the theme song and i'm going to give everybody forewarning the beginning of the first episode does have a new theme song but by the end of that episode they revert to the old one and then in the beginning of the next episode they they use the it's like a a slightly updated version so you I, yeah, like, I was gonna say like i've heard the classic theme the new version of the classic theme song like they posted about that so yeah. yes so it i don't know what made I enjoyed them it. choose 
to do this like it was not good the first one i was talking about partying but it it was the show i enjoyed it i thought they did a good job i'm really curious to see what you think about it chris when you get a chance i look forward to seeing it because i can't look backward to seeing it (laughs) and lastly i find i watched uh season one of witcher but I had to do the ah, recut version. Mm. Like, hey, people, search online. If you couldn't get through The Witcher because of the, the convoluted storytelling that they were doing with the, the timeline bullshit, there's a cut somewhere online of someone took the time, God bless this person, and he cut all of the episodes that, so that the stories are together. So when they change from... One story to one story, it looks like it sort of like fades to black for commercial break, but then it continues that story. And it is so much better. So much better in order. Like Evan, was it so much better? So much better. Like I I, I was upset with the fact that they did it wrong the first time. <laughs> I kinda I kinda feel like this I might I might get to closer to when um the uh the the next season happens like okay if i like try to make it a rewatch of like season one and two but yeah it was in a way that makes sense (laughs) i i i started watching season two and i couldn't do it i couldn't do that without the full information of season one and like i started it again from the beginning and even the stuff that i had watched that i was confused about just it just made so much more sense and it was it was it was really really well done i'm glad someone had the time to because it was it was effort because like he was cutting like he listed the directions where like if you watched episode one at second 412 you watched it for another 120 seconds that's that chunk like like went out above and beyond and seamlessly cut it together so Good stuff. That good stuff. It is just marvelous. That's it. And of course, Ghost Hunters. Ghost Hunters. Ghost Hunters. Ghost Hunters. Ghost Hunters. All day, every day. Actually, it's every all night, night every, every night. Every night. Something paranormal. I can do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that wraps it up for what we've been watching. Uh, we're going to take ourselves a quick break. We're going to do some commercials. When we come back, we're going to talk about the news. You're listening to this week's episode from geekade.com. Stick around. And now, here's a quick look at some of the other original content, available now from our partners and Geekade.com. First up, what does plumbing have to do with the Matrix? Probably nothing. But if you're in the mood for a podcast that discusses the joys of plumbing and the new Matrix movie in the same episode, well, then you're in luck. Andy has re-entered the Matrix, Biff got gunked, and Ryan is still haloing. Plus, what happens to plumbing at negative 35 degrees? Find out in Weekend Rental Episode 117, The Gamers Take the Red Pill. Now, side note to that commercial, one of my favorite lines I've ever heard Chris say was after Dan read that commercial for SAG, he's like, I feel that the weather shouldn't owe you. <laughs> that what? made me laugh. The negative 35 degrees that the weather owes you 35 degrees. Chris, that was fucking hysterical. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Next. I love that. 
Uno, it's the great equalizer. It's the ultimate in card gaming goodness. It's a game of skill, of wits, of trash talk. What could make Uno better? Treat it like pro wrestling and set it in space. The first ever transgalactic Uno Cup is coming, and Dean the Vestlord DeFalco will attempt to defeat. Ooh, he will attempt to defend his. Wait a second, but isn't this the first one? You read. The t- I know what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> he will attempt to defend his title against the likes of Doctor Strike, The Truth, and Mercenary M. Who are these unstoppable Uno upstarts? Who will bring home the championship belt? It all goes down on January 29th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash vest underscore lord. Be there or be prepared to draw. Fuck. Be there or be prepared to draw for. (laughs) Finally, Stone Age Gamers on TikTok. That's right. Short, stupid, retro game themed videos await you on everyone's favorite short form video app. For reasons unknown to the writer of this commercial that do not reflect the vi- views of the reader of this commercial, TikTok <laughs> is the new craze, and it doesn't seem like it's going away anytime soon, so the fine folks at Stone Age Gamer have gotten in on the craze and started participating in what the cool kids are up to, because they're hip. So if you're on TikTok, give Stone Age Gamer a follow and enjoy a daily dose of whatever it is they think TikTok is all about. I'm having lots of fun. When you figure it out, you let me know, because I still don't get it. Oh, I mean, figuring it out, I don't know, but I started doing uh, just made-up facts, just kind of ripping off the uh, the idea of uh, rock facts from Sif Lanali, where (laughs) I'm just picking up games and making shit up. (laughs) This, the the comic zone... That got because yeah. I thought you were being serious. <laughs> that's why this, that's why I have the sign of the game. This is totally real uh, Stone Age facts or whatever I called. I recorded like six of them this morning, and they all made me laugh. And really, that's the point, right? If it makes me laugh, that's somebody true. somewhere has to laugh about them. Very See, true. that's why I'm never going to be on TikTok because I can't do funny. <laughs> Oh, you sell yourself short. You're hilarious. But it's never on purpose. This is my failing. (laughs) I can't do it with intention. It's just the idiocy pouring out of me and people happen to laugh. (sighs) Anyway. For all this idiocy and more from us and our partners, be sure to keep your eyes on Geekade.com. All right, we are back, and we're going to kick things off uh, with a whole mountain of sadness. Uh, since the last time, uh, since the last time we had uh, an episode uh, of news, there have been a just just a mountain of celebrity deaths. Uh, so we're going to run through them. Just just kind of get that out of the way, pay our respects, and then move on to uh, less distressing news. So. Uh, Right at the top, we have uh, Mike Nesmith of the Monkees uh, died at age seventy-eight. Um, but I feel Bob's, like that's a good age. Sorry. Yeah, and and he had a, I mean, he had a heck of a career. He was, um, I love the Monkees. I loved that show when I was a kid. I absolutely love their music. Uh, Mike wrote some of my favorite songs uh, by the Monkees. Uh, he was the heir to the Whiteout fortune. In case you didn't know that, uh, his Did mom not. invented Whiteout, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> Did not know. 
Uh, and he, he actually distanced himself from the band for a long time. And then I think after uh, Davy Jones died, uh, he teamed back up with Mickey Dolenz and went on tour. But uh, Mickey's the only one left, which is uh, kind of a bummer. But uh, let's see. We've got Bob Saget died at age 65. Um, that was a shocker. Did they... I know at the time that they posted this news, they didn't know his uh, cause of death yet. Does, does anybody know if that's that's come out? Um, I, I don't know what the cause was, but there was no foul play. There was no drugs or anything from what I read, but I did not see whether it was a heart attack or aneurysm. That's or such like a that, bummer. So. Like, it was the night before he did a show, too. Like... That was no. It was the night he he did a the show. The night of, yeah. yeah. That the was the night he did the show. He like he even tweeted about it or something. Like this was awesome. Yeah. Can't wait to see you guys tomorrow or something like that. It's just that that's just a tragedy. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, I think the uh, I have to open them. this up. There was um. Sorry, I needed to find this guy's name. Peter Robbins, who was the voice actor who uh, was did Charlie Brown in the old Peanuts cartoons from the 60s. He died uh, at 65, um, and that was a suicide. That's, that's unfortunate. That's a... That is, that's that's a, sad. Yeah. Uh, then we had um, Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson died. Yeah. Um, he did, obviously, you know, he's a comedian and uh, did a ton of stuff. He hosted Family Feud for a while. Uh, Louis Anderson. Louis. Life with Louis cartoon. Like, yeah. that guy had a hell of a career. Mm-hmm. Um, then he was we, recently on that show Baskets, which won, like, a shit ton oh, of that's awards. True. Which, that's right. I right, about yeah. That. Yeah. Um, let's see. Was there a meatloaf died? Uh, less of a less of a tv icon i guess from tv shows but he did have a ton of music videos like really popular ones and he was on a bunch of tv shows as well um and then uh, of course the new year kicked off with the loss of betty white uh she was uh, last year ended with it oh, she last year yeah. ended make, with it that's right she, she didn't make it too yeah she, she was 99 though i mean her. it's a i mean see and that's the thing like i read somewhere if you die at 99 and people think that that's too young or that's too soon, you are doing something right. And this mm-hmm. broad did something right. Mm-hmm. She did a lot right. She was great. But it's like it it's one thing to be like kind of sad. At, but at the same time, like she lifted. She was 99 years old. This woman lived. So yeah. the, way to go. Way to the, go, Betty White. The biggest kick. 17 days before her 100th birthday. Yeah. Oh, no. That is a huge bummer. But uh, still, is her time to go? Is her time to go? And she, you know. everybody on that list will be missed. Yeah. Oh goodness, there was another one, uh, and I didn't know the guy, but uh, one of the uh, he plays a character on Moon Knight. Oh yeah, oh. that young guy. Oh yeah, he died, he died in like a accident. skiing accident or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was another. That's a huge. That that's a shame. One. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Hold on, we're gonna we're gonna do the research really quick. Cue elevator music and or pictures of puppies if you uh, need a visual. <laughs> I think we all need some pictures of puppies at this point with so yeah. many yep. beloved people dying. Um, oh, Gaspard. Hold on, Ueli. <laughs> I, I had to go close because it looks U L L I E L. Um, died at 37 following a skiing accident. He played. That's a, a shame. Played a character on the new moon of the upcoming Moon Knight show. 
sad, sad, sad. Which sad. is, yeah, that is sad. But hey, that Moon Knight show looks pretty nice, huh? Yeah. Does that is that a link anywhere? Do you want me to do you want me to start talking? <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and turn things around. I'm very curious what you think because as somebody who doesn't know anything much of anything about Moon Knight, other than like you know the basic, I've seen him in a couple of comics I've read, mm-hmm. but I don't know much of his much of his history uh, outside of what I've you know researched since seeing the trailer. I thought the show looked really cool. I'm super excited about it. And. But you are a Moon Knight acolyte, so... I, I am. Um, to me, it was a trailer, and I, I'm saying, okay, it wasn't bad, it wasn't good, it was it was just a trailer. Now, I see things that bother me about it. Um, costume choices, things like action things that are happening, but I'm going to let it... I'm letting that stuff go till the show progresses, because, like, as someone who knows the character, like, one of the major titles that happened for Moon Knight was Mark Spector Moon Knight. Mark Spector was the dominant personality this character has dissociative uh, dissociative uh, he has split personality disorder. Okay, He has multiple personalities in his brain and the dominant figure for the entirety of the comic run was a character named Mark. And they're not doing that in the trailer. They're making it a guy named Steven. And that Steven character is not the character from the comics. Like, he's there, but they're, they give him, they're giving him a different backstory. And I'm like, okay, that's unnecessary, but let's see where you go. So that's the stuff, as someone who's a fan, there's red flags. Now, it looks great, okay? The, 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 the sense of... Um, I don't know, like, like the sense of urgency of him trying to figure what what's going on, like it's there, uh, the darkness, the the mystery, like all of that stuff is is there, and that's what that character is really about. Um, my favorite part about this trailer was later on in in this in our feed, there is a trailer or and a, it, it's a trailer reaction of hmm. um both of the 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 lead actors, uh, Oscar Isaac's and. Ethan Hawke watching the trailer for the I'm assuming for the first time because they look like two kids watching something they're really proud of and their reactions make it worth it for me okay so it it it, it it's gonna be okay because Marvel hasn't really fucked up yet um mm-hmm. but I I'm still I'm waiting to till I make my final decision on it I'm very curious how much how representative this trailer is, and that's, um, that's because the thing. Like, it could be yeah. the first episode. Like he has, we all know that Marvel is really good at making trailers that do not actually reflect what's really happening. It's more of a tone kind of a thing. Like, mm-hmm. and this is a character that is not the easiest thing in the world for them to market. I don't think like. Maybe maybe Mark Spector will be the dominant personality on the show, but they wanted to present somebody somewhat more relatable mm-hmm. to kind of draw people in. Like, you think about Moon Knight is, is not extraordinarily popular Marvel character. Nope. But um, neither was Iron Man. So and that, and who knows? This, exactly. Who, Everything that we've seen in the trailer could really be from just one episode. Could be from the first yeah. episode, which is very likely it's very possible that's why like 
there's certain things like I know as a comic book fan, like the way he gets engulfed in his cop. That's not how the costume goes on. He he's wearing a he's like he's like. Are you going to divorce he, me if I tell you I actually really liked that though? The it the imagery looks great. That's yeah. a different dude. <laughs> but we also but we also don't know if he's just imagining that. Like, very true. That's just by the very nature of it. We have no idea how much of this is reality or is just stuff that is that he's seeing mm-hmm. right yeah. like we have no idea that's what's the part of what's really interesting about it um the, the i do like the costume design i think it looks really cool i had never really i never really pieced it together like the thing about white costumes and comic books is that i feel like they're they're hard to visualize mm-hmm. like a lot of times like is that actually supposed to be white right. and i know that it has all this like egyptian connotation so the fact that um it has very this kind of like mummy esque, yep. Does like design detail added to it? I think is really cool. It's a really great idea. Um, I like. <laughs> I, I, it's, a, it's a great idea, but like that's the thing. Let's let's incorporate. Let's let's introduce that in the comics, like in the source material first, because <laughs> for for true like fans, like I know his original costume first time he came out was fucking silver because he was fighting a werewolf like i know that because of years of knowledge stuck in here this is what polite dissatisfaction looks like and you know you also have to to, take into consideration that none of the mcu characters are 100 percent comic accurate like i have yet to be disappointed in anything that the mcu has done there there's there's levels of like or love there is nothing i have watched yet i've gone oh fuck well that was a waste of time like, mm-hmm. and I know for a fact that that won't happen for this because I'm that comic guy that will watch anything comic related. I've actually watched <laughs> Catwoman twice. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, that's this, a fucking tragedy. It, it's true. If you make uh, it through nine times, you get extra lives. It's very <laughs> don't it's tempt goals. him. Um, but I, from what I saw of the trailer, it looks like they're taking it really seriously, which is which is great because it is a very serious character. Um, mm-hmm. It's not lighthearted like you know Bucky and Falcon kind of thing. Like there's no, there's no quips, no quips, or there shouldn't be any quips. Um, there is a mystical side to it. The imagery of Kanshu was fantastic. Yeah, that was really cool. Was I loved cool. the shot where he like sees th- that he's holding the gun while he's driving the ice cream truck, and mm-hmm. he just like loses his shit. Like yep. I really like the way that he's. The way this is being acted out <laughs> looks like it's going to be a real trip. Yep. So I'm, I'm really excited. So about it. there's, I'm going to give a for anybody that's listening that happens to be a Moon Knight fan that's getting upset with certain things that they're seeing. Like I said, Mark Spector, um, Stephen Grant, and Jake Lockley are the three personalities, and then of course the fourth is Moon Knight. Um, Stephen Grant was the mercenary, or Stephen Grant was the uh, millionaire, lots of money. Mark Spector was the mercenary. And Jake Lockley was the cab driver. Can I ask a question? Sure. Uh, please don't leave no, me. No, bad. But um, is is this something where like these personalities are like real people that are like absorbed into him, or is this actual split personalities and he's been living his whole life this way? So, uh, depending on where you're picking up the comic book, it's both. Um, they played with his split personality disorder quite a bit. At one point in time, he was like Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Captain America, but he, they were all 
conversing within his brain like he thought they were real people um i've also seen it where he uses them like costumes um so like to get like jake lockley the cab driver came about because he needed to get information like on the underground so he just drove a cab and he got all the all the gossip but now it's it was then culled to be a split personality thing um in this trailer so far, we ha- we've seen Moon Knight. We've seen their version of Stephen Grant. They mentioned Mark because of the phone call. And there's a scene which I picked up and I and I did scouring and I haven't seen anybody else mention this, but there's a scene where he's looking in a round mirror on the wall and everything's in shadow and he, there's a pull chain for light. And when he pulls on the chain, the light turns on and it's Moon Knight and then the light turns off, light turns back on, and it's Steven again. But in the shadows, it's, to me, a person that's a fan, can see the Jake Lockley because of this of a hat. Like, he wears one of those hats that it's, um, I don't even know what it's called, like where it just pinches in the front, like, a, like an old-timey news cap kind of thing. Like, that was his it's thing. It's called like, a newsboy cap. Newsboy cap. Like, that's the shadow. I saw it. I went, oh, wow, okay. They touched on all of them. And apparently I was the only one who saw that, so I thought maybe it was me. But that's the kind of shit that Marvel and Disney will do because they held on to this trailer and they released it on the 100% lunar visibility of a full moon. <laughs> like, they did that on purpose. They are releasing the show on a crescent moon. <laughs> like, they are actually saying, hey... We're paying attention to these things for you. Come along with us. And I'm like, all right, I'm on board. I, yes. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Wow me. So the the the, the Ethan Hawke character, like the, he's a bad guy, that motherfucker showed up in one issue. That guy, sh- that character showed up in one book and they got Ethan Hawke to play him. I'm like, where are you going? What are you doing? Is there a main villain that he deals with? Outside of currently Kanchu, like is the real big battle, but um Bushman was a big villain, uh Sun God was a big villain. They're bringing up like he has a new current running series that he's, they're bringing up some new villain for him to play with. So there are Is it Bushman the same um No, it was Bushmaster. Bushmaster. That's Bushmaster, was in yeah. Luke Cage. No, okay. Th- Bush, Sorry. Bushman was a, a mercenary. It was part of his team back in when he turned into Moon Knight. Um, but in a comic run, uh, Moon Knight is okay. So he's always been labeled as Marvel's Batman, which is just the fact because they got money and he uses gadgets and he's a, a physical fighter. That's it. That's like the, that's the things that connect them. Um, Moon Knight is crazy and he literally had no problem with killing people. That was his thing. Like, you were a bad guy, you die. At one point in time, he literally carved the man's face off. That was Bushman. But now, in the world that we live in, uh, Moon Knight is not that character anymore. He's he's lightened up on it. He is still very violent. He's lightened up. <laughs> he's still a violent dude, but now he's more about protection, which is, you know, this is that's where we got to go with it. Um, but I want to see. There are so many things that they can touch on, costume-wise. Like I want to see Mister Knight, which is just. Mm-hmm. A dude rolling with a white mask and a white suit. Like, I want to see that shit on my... Sc- like, I have... 
been a comic book fan for years, decades even. And I love seeing the comic book stuff on screen. I love seeing that become reality. Now this is like, that. you can't get any more closer to my heart than this character. And I'm going to enjoy every second of it. I want to make sure that I get to see all the stuff that I want to see though. <laughs> like I'm being, I'm being like, I'm being that guy. <laughs> I want to see the things, so. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I am, I am cautiously optimistic for it though. So I'm not, I'm not going nuts, but it's good stuff so far. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Well, um, let's scrolly, let's keep scrolly, let's scroll, keep this going then. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, <laughs> scrolling down to uh, the, the next news story that brings me uh, lots and lots of joy, and I can't remember if we've actually discussed this, the exact news on the show or not. But what the hey, Deadline.com reports that Sam Watterson will return to Law and Order to reprise his Jack McCoy role, Woo-hoo! and that yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I did. I why would they even think about bringing back Law and Order until they had Jack McCoy? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Is he dead? No. Then he's doing it. He's got to do it. He has to do it. I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy. I, I can't wait to to have it back. It's very. I'm so curious what did, new episodes are going to feel like. Did we like? I could have. Did they give it a, a date and time kind of thing where it's coming back? Did we? I feel February twenty like fourth. Oh nice. my god, that's so soon. It's yep. a month yep. from now. Yep. Nice. Yep. Exciting. Yep. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's gonna be I, on the Peacock I, though. Is that is that is that it? It's on TikTok. <laughs> Three Yahoo minute episodes. Chung <laughs> <laughs> Chung. I'm, I'm just I'm just thrilled. I love Law and Order. Uh okay, uh Karen posted this one, decider.com. Uh <laughs> Bob's Burgers actor Jay Johnson will no longer voice Jimmy Pesto after participating in the Capitol riot. Fucking good. Which is a nice way of saying the insurrection. <laughs> so, uh, that's one way to lose your job. Yeah. yeah. And didn't we yeah, watch that, and they have episodes. apparently now um, animated in the whatever, whenever that restaurant is in the background of a scene, it's like for lease. Yeah. It's closed, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Okay. So. Awesome. Good times. Good on you, Bob's Burgers. Good on you, Bob's Burgers, you schmuck Jay Johnson. <laughs> I have not brought myself to watch this yet, but the uh, Bel Air official trailer dropped of the gritty reboot mm-hmm. of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, which, I mean, I guess is a story worth telling. Um, Did anybody but me watch this? It's a trailer. Sorry, no. Okay. I, I <clears throat> people but. might hate me, but I don't have like a strong attachment to the original Fresh Prince, so And that's absolutely fine. <laughs> Han, do you have any sort of attachment to Fresh Prince? Um not enough for me to feel qualified to make other commentary beyond the fact that I know this is definitely not what this show is like. Right. right. So it's, it's, this is... it's it's a it's a gritty reboot, which is fine. You want to make it a little It's darker? basically taking the very it's taking the premise of fresh prince and turning it into a, a dc um, movie <laughs> it's just taking a more realistic slant at it which mm-hmm. you know which is fine i the, saw will smith's name attached to this though like producer i think executive producer he's, yeah he's, he's involved. And as an executive producer you, you your involvement's not small so I'm, I'm really hoping that because he's a part of this it's gonna be okay i just 
felt a little strange watching this and being like, I, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I, I didn't I don't get think excited. they're legally allowed to make this without Will Smith's involvement. <laughs> yeah. Probably very true. My biggest concern about this is the best part of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was um, the relationship between him and Uncle Phil. That Uncle Phil was always there to protect him and guide him and, and teach him how to be a good man. And that did not play out in this trailer. I didn't, like I said, I didn't watch so, it. I just uh, can't, I can't bring is, myself to do it. it. That is worrisome. If they don't have that, there's no reason for this to be a thing. So. Yeah, that's kind of my fear is that one of the things that made the original show work wasn't just the fact that it was funny, but it had a real heart to it. Mm -hmm. And this seems to be really in the opposite direction of just like, no, shit's awful. All of it's awful. And this is going to be a show about awful people doing awful things to each other. And everything's going to be awful, but it's going to be really gritty and uh, you're going to like it. And mm -hmm. I'm just I just have no just zero interest. In it. So there it is. There it is. All right, next up, ScreenRant. ScreenRant.com gives us uh, the information that Netflix's Sandman show has been rated TVMA for violence, sex, and language. I'm curious what language it is. I hope it's English. <laughs> so oh, I posted fired. this because um, that's was a worry because this was for me. This is a, a an adult comic. Like this is this is big boy material, and I was curious as if they were gonna soften it for Netflix and with a TVMA nope they're not so it's still got good footing and hold on to your butts we shall see because <laughs> it looks it looks stunning like it, it looks like the comic book so my hopes have gotten slightly more slightly higher for this I like when you have hope yeah it happens every once in a while yeah well, on the opposite end of hope, RadioTimes.com reports Doctor Who animations of lost episodes have been canceled. Not Surprising entirely. Surprising no one. Not entirely? What do you mean? Well, I mean, Karen, sorry, Karen, you probably read the article too, so... Go ahead, Angie. <laughs> well, no, People I get just... tired of me talking about Doctor Who. I just saw, like, because when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's really sad. But then there was a thing in the article that said BBC is pulling the funding, but it doesn't mean that the project can't be picked up by somebody else and continued. And since there's a lot of fan support, and they even said that it went as far as, like, getting some of the archives that fans had in order to make things possible, I'd really like to believe that in some way, shape, or form, there will be a rally, and this will this will come back. Radio Times this, I could probably go out and kickstart this shit and get billions of dollars. I mean, that's literally <laughs> the first thing that went through my head. I was like, who's starting the Indiegogo or the Kickstarter? Like, come on, guys. I hope that if they do go that route that they do something about how ugly these are. Yeah. <laughs> I watched I, one of these and I was just like this is this is awful. Like it's it's and, neat to listen to and I like listening to the fact that it's an episode of Classic Who. It sounds like it cuz that's what it is, but just the visuals I could not get wrap my head around. But mm -hmm. that's that's the thing. That's why it's getting canceled. It's not it's a great idea. It's an important historical thing and it should be done. But it's not actually super watchable. Mm. And I think that's why. Like, there's not a huge... There, there, There's a large fan outcry for, like, you must preserve our history. And, like, you know, this is, like, the longest-running sci-fi show in the history of ever. Um, but in terms of it actually 
you know, producing income for the BBC. <laughs> it's just not. Just not doing it's it? It's just, no. Nobody actually wants to watch these except people who are interested in the historical value. Uh, there are a lot of people interested in the concept of this stuff existing. Um, and I think, I mean, I'm not an expert and I don't live there, but <clears throat> I've gotten a vibe off of Twitter that, like, the BBC is, like, kind of in trouble over there in England. And they're, like, trying to figure out a way to stay relevant and like do things that people that make people happy because people aren't happy with the BBC right now. The way the BBC works is that part of their taxes in England go to pay for the BBC. It's mm -hmm. government funded entertainment. Um so <clears throat> if people aren't happy with what the BBC is doing, like that's everybody's problem. It's not like America where it's like, oh, if you don't like it, well, fuck you. It wasn't your money we spent on it. Don't watch it. Yeah. Um, so. So mm. this is a bummer. Um, but, like, it did mention, like, BritBox could pick it up and do something with it. I think it's a great idea. I think somebody who is not the BBC should be doing it. <laughs> Honestly. Like, they're the ones who lost these episodes in the first place. So what are we doing here? <laughs> fair yeah there's um there's got to be a better way to do this uh because yeah this was i've seen like what was it one of the trailers for one of those newer box sets that were coming out and they're showing like here's all these episodes from this season and like it just cut in were scenes from the animated version of like the missing episode that was from that season or something and it just stuck out like a sore thumb like oh oh this is this is this is just abrasive <laughs> like yeah. Do it in animatic, like just animatic form. You know, like just show us like some uh, the stills. You don't don't even properly animate it or anything. Just like show us what's like that, storyboards um, or whatever as a DVD extra. Like Burns. Make method? sure it's. Was that Ken, Ken, Ken Burns? Ken Burns. Where they just That's sort of like zoom just panning, in, uh, panning on yeah, a picture. Yeah, <laughs> just whatever you need to do. Just do it as a DVD extra. Don't try to make them into things that everyone watches on TV like do it as a special bonus thing and that and, and call it a day uh, I think that's just the best way to handle it but hey I'm not in charge of the BBC but I Maybe tell you what you what is be. universally good news is variety.com is reporting the justified revival set at FX with Timothy Oliphant returning yes <laughs> oh my god this fucking news made my day I was on Twitter when I found this out and like Twitter's a cesspool right mm -hmm. um, but like every once in a while you find out something good on Twitter and it's like a freaking happy surprise I was like oh my god what is happening I'm so happy yes this is probably the part where I should tell you all I haven't seen Justified oh okay, girl moving on. <laughs> I'll take care of it don't, don't I've care. seen some of the beginning like you know but I haven't seen all of it so Okay, the end. Moving on. Yay, happy it's, times. Timothy it's Olaf a Hans, really <clears throat> it's a really important show. Like it's so good. Yeah. It's you, it's, you gotta. It's top And it's notch like stuff. I mean, Raylan Gibbons, girl. <laughs> oh. You're missing out. Oh, trust me. I I know what I've been missing. <laughs> I love you. Hi Chris. How are you? Everything good? <laughs> 
Just, just swooning saying. over Timothy Oliphant, that's all. Swoon. Everybody uh, does. He's, I can't, like, how, how do you make He's easy delight. on the eyes. You would do him. <laughs> Anywho. He is a delight. <laughs> and I love The Justified. That show is great. Uh, great I'm, show. I, I, it, I'm glad it's only like a, it's like a one-time thing, right? It's like, yeah, it's this, a limited series. It's a limited series. So that kind of works as an epilogue to the show justified, which works for me because the whole, that show not being set where it's set is the kind of defeats the purpose, you know, like it's one of those shows where the setting is a character and like, <laughs> it's a cheesy thing to say, <clears throat> but it's very true in that, um, in that, in that world, case. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the fact that he was where he was was s- such a... That was the point of the show. And, like, is Walt Goggins going to be in somewhere? Like, how do you have Raylan Givens without uh, Boyd Crowder? Like, it's... I'm I'm very curious what questions. this is going to actually be like. But, you know what? They have my, uh, they have my full support. So, sign me the F up. <sighs> Yep, yep. All right, let's see. What do we got here? Slashfilm.com tells us that Only Murders in the Building Season 2 cast somehow gets better, adds Shirley MacLaine and Amy Schumer. Yes. Well, yep. Okay. Never a big fan of Amy Schumer. Oh, uh, well. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like... Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I get Shirley MacLaine. That makes sense with, with you know, the, 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 the pedigree of actors that are on the show but like yeah, I was never a big fan of Amy Schumer like well, we'll that's see. okay I mean we'll see what happens you know yeah. we shall see I haven't just oh and Martin Short confirmed that Nathan Lane's character Teddy Demas will also be back for season two there Yay. you go no complaints here <laughs> hey. yeah cool, cool, I can't cool. wait for this show to come back all right. Next up, we have uh, an official trailer came out for the Cuphead show on Netflix. Where the hell did this come from? <laughs> this is this is really something to me. Uh, Cuphead, it was it was an independent video game that was based on like old nineteen thirties animation, mm-hmm. uh, and it's super fun. It's super hard, and some okay. it just really blew up. And I can't believe that there's and. Netflix animated series based on an indie game, but here we are. Uh, it looks wild. <laughs> yeah. I was very curious to hear what you were going to think of this because I was watching the trailer and I was like, what is even? I can't. <laughs> I mean, it's given me, it's given me like old season one and two Ren and Stimpy vibes. It's given me like, little bit of little bit of freakazoid little bit of animaniacs like this is definitely pulling inspirations from a lot of sources um i hope it's as good as it looks as far as a a a thing because i mean this this property itself these character designs and this world that they created for this game are just hilarious they're they're wonderful they're super whimsical in all the best ways um, and there's going to be this whole huge DLC pack added to uh, um, Cuphead, which uh, introduces the third character. Um, I can't remember her name. Uh, Miss Chalice, I think, is her name. She's in the trailer, too. Okay. Um, so 
I don't know. I'm into this. I think this is really cool that it even exists. <laughs> I hope it does well for itself. Um, I just have absolutely no idea. This is such a weird thing to even exist. So, so and here's the transition. Speaking of weird things that are going to exist, weird thing. <laughs> Complex.com reports Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al in new biopic. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <sighs> Nobody's bothered by this, though. No, but we don't understand it. Like that's like okay. To quote, to quote, Mr. Yankovic himself, when my last movie UHF came out in 1989, <laughs> I made a solemn vow to my fans that I would release a major motion picture every 30 every 33 years, like clockwork. I'm very happy to say we're on schedule, and I'm absolutely thrilled that Daniel Radcliffe will be portraying me in the film. I have no doubt whatsoever that this is the role future generations will remember him for. <laughs> I love you, Weird Al. Thank you it's so much. Su- it's a, such a joy. It really is. And you know what? I I really like Daniel Radcliffe. Like he is a good actor. Outside of that whole wizardry crapola stuff. Oh, whatever. I just finished watching the the Harry Potter movies for the first time. By the way, I had never seen them the whole way through because I had been so happy with the books and just not. I don't know. I just never never made it. To all the movies and, and yeah, then, he's then, great. Then at what point in time? The I movies could... are very well acted. Yes, um, the movies themselves I always felt got a lot worse as they went on because they're yes. adapting far more complex material. And yes. unlike something like Wheel of Time, uh, I felt like the movies were like, okay, now we're just this is just a collection of scenes. Uh, and it, yeah, this podcast for another podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's fun news. I'm very happy about it. Uh, <laughs> moving on, Deadline.com, Star Trek Picard, Whoopi Goldberg's casting revealed in season two trailer. I haven't even finished season one yet. I have tentatively convinced Karen to watch Picard with me nice. as our show after we finish uh, well, we finished Wheel of Time or whatever we do next. Maybe we'll do Peacemaker first. I don't know. I'm just... I really want to watch this show and I don't have the time. Like I don't have alone TV time. I just don't have it. And when I do, I am usually using it to play video games. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really want to watch the show. I've loved the first half of season one. Uh, and this trailer looked really good and I'm very excited that it exists. Yay. I mean, the whole trailer looked great. Like, because I haven't watched any i think we, we did we talk we talked about one episode of picard right like we did i think the first one that was the only one i saw because i'm not a star trek guy um but as we're as i'm watching this trailer i'm like there's fucking time travel it looks like and i recognize at least six characters on that screen so they're doing something right yeah they're bringing q in which mm-hmm. like q was from next generation and he was like this god it's been decades since I've seen Next Generation, but Q is like this kind of all-powerful being that just really enjoyed Picard's company. Like, And I'm just... also just making everyone on the ship miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's, Including he's, Picard. It's just... Yeah. I like this Star guy. Trek? I'm gonna fuck with him because I'm Q, and you can't do anything. Is he <laughs> so, the Star Trek version of Mitzelplicht? Like... Yeah, he's kind of like a a, a button down Mixie Spidlick. Yeah, that's that that's that that's how I would. It's a very good explanation of him. 
Nice. And I like the way you pronounced it properly. Because I had never... I, you know what? That, that Superman cartoon with yeah. a, a Gilbert Gottfried, like, I'll never forget it now. I always wondered how to pronounce it. Then he spelled it out. And it's like, all right, I know how to say that now, and I'll never say it wrong again. So, yeah, it, it looks great. It looks really good. Yeah. I, I, I love that this exists. I think it's a really cool take on Star Trek. I wish I've seen any other Star Trek stuff, but again, my my solo TV time is extremely limited. So, um, yeah, Star Trek Discovery is just sitting on the wind. Mm-hmm. I never even made it through all of Voyager. So, I mean, even some of the, the callbacks to Voyager in this show are mis- mysteries to me. Like Jerry Ryan's character, I know of her. I've seen some of Voyager, but I was kind of not on Star Trek at that time, but I watched every episode of Next Gen. I watched every episode of DS9. Um, I think I've seen at this point all of uh, the original series, and I've seen most of the movies. I, just, I, li- I really like Star Trek. Yeah, I, you do. I do. And uh, But there's a lot more of it than there is of Star Wars. That's also very, very true. <laughs> so, and it's it's such a different thing. Um but yeah, I was I was kind of surprised to see uh, Guinan in this trailer because I just kind of assumed she was going to show up in season one at some point because her and Picard were such good friends. But uh, okay, so she's in season two then. Neat. I guess I know not to look out for her anymore of season one. So. See, there's a plus side to this. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. I'm in. Sign me up. Okay, uh, Variety.com. Uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians series gets green light at Disney+. Plus. So I know this is a series of books. I remember this was at least one movie, and I don't remember anyone liking it. And I remember people complaining that the books were great and the movie sucked. And so I guess it's a good thing that it's getting another shot. Sure. Yeah, I have no actual attachment to this. I think I was just... I mean, I was too old for Harry Potter, too, but it was such a huge craze. Um, And then this kind of came around after Harry Potter, I think. Um, And people who were the right age for it were like, oh my god, this is the next Harry Potter. Um, So I don't know. And I may be talking out of my ass, because, again, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but... No, I had people say the same thing to me when they would find out that I was a Harry Potter fan, especially because I work with kids. So they'd be like, well, this must be super relevant for you. And I'm like, no, it's not Harry Potter. Well, I mean, it's a 12-year-old kid who is, you know, has supernatural powers. Yeah. So I get get the Harry Potter comparison. Um, So, I don't know. Oh. There were two films, Honey, Lightning Thief and Sea of Monsters. Oh, I was saying okay. that nobody was listening. I was listening. <laughs> I've watched them I just both. Didn't. They're not good. <laughs> I was distracted by an ad. I opened up the next uh, article, and the ad's already gone away, but it was an ad for Wendy's Frosty Cereal. What? <laughs> they heard us talking. They heard everything. <laughs> That's weird. Don't give um, in to the temptation. Anyway, no, I wasn't listening to you, Evan. Sorry. Yeah. Was, <laughs> mm-hmm. Poor man. Anyways, but so this that's is interesting. Thing like, it's happening. Um, sadly, our son has not gotten into Harry Potter the way I wish he would. Um, but maybe this will be a thing for him. Nice. Uh, maybe. Maybe. It was time. 
Yeah, I mean, I I feel confident that eventually he will get into it. Um, just uh, just might take a while. It's that right now, if it doesn't have dinosaurs in it, he doesn't want it. It's true. That's okay. Which I will that's say, that's the other thing we've been watching with him while I've been watching with him is I started watching Netflix Camp Cretaceous with him. And that has been very cute. Um, nice. Sorry, it's Jurassic World colon Camp Cretaceous. And, uh, Get it right. God. It, I mean, it's a kid's show, but it's it's cute. And, like, he's not old enough to handle the actual Jurassic Park movie yet, but... This way, he gets to at least see some dinosaurs and see what the whatever fucking island the name of that island is. This um, is a crazy island <laughs> with dinosaurs <laughs> everywhere. Lex, <laughs> Tim, run! <laughs> Excuse me, really and my husband while familiar. we just yeah. go into a fugue state. Um, but yeah, okay. Anyway, side note: Netflix. Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous is cute, and if you have a kid who likes dinosaurs, and they're about seven, then they should be fine with it. Mm-hmm. All right. Back cool. to the news. Back to the news. Uh, so, we got some info on Amazon's Lord of the Rings series, besides the fact that Jeff Bezos is very happy about it, and it's costing a buttload of money. Good. I hope it's coming right out of his pocket. Yeah, no, I'm sure it is. That's not. <laughs> So listen. Uh, let me let me have my thing. In uh in a sh- <laughs> one of the one of the first thoughts I had about this title was uh I was having a hard time putting into putting into words how I felt about it and then uh TV's Frank tweeted exactly what I felt about it. So the show is going to be called The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. And I'm pretty sure it was Frank Conniff who tweeted, getting some serious Manos the Hands of Fate vibes off of this title. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well, apparently that they changed the title. It used to be something else. And I guess the fans felt it should be called this, at least according to my friend who is more into this than I am. Because apparently you can't have the word rings in your title enough. Look, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's I'm stoked. I'm in. Yo, know, give me more Lord of the Rings. We already kind of talked about this, but uh, I just want to watch the movies over again. Just yeah. like I don't know. Lately, I'm having that like you know fantasy itch. Like I just want to watch all the fantasy. And Wheel of Time was real good for that. It was giving me a lot of Lord of the Rings vibes, but I think I just need to go back and watch the trilogy because it's been a goddamn long time. Yeah, me too. I'm totally 150,000% into that. I have also been super itching to watch Lord of the Rings again. So, yeah, sign me up. We'll find time to make that happen. Extended cuts, I, I like, regular I like the, cuts, I like the I way you both, you both have said that you don't have enough time to watch other television shows, but you are going to dedicate a week and a half to watch three movies. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> like, watch us bend time. That's right. Like, like, how the fuck are you going to pull that off? Okay. I'm now wondering if this is the time where I should come out and say I also just watched those for the first time, too. <laughs> oh, cool. How'd you think? Uh... <laughs> She doesn't want to say because she doesn't want to be vilified. <laughs> no, I I would say I didn't love it as much as you guys clearly do. Um, but I definitely enjoyed it. I just found that, like, I, I did watch the extended cuts. Um, 
Oh boy! So you went, you went in, huh? Yeah, because I was like, I'm gonna I fucking do this. I definitely would have recommended this. the theatrical cuts to you. Yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, your girl doesn't mess around, okay? <laughs> so I went in, I went in good, good and hard, and uh, it was, it was an experience that I'm glad that I had. I just like, I don't know. I understand now. Uh, why sometimes I struggled with this because it, it to me there's times when it feels similar to the problem I've had with Star Wars where it's like so big that sometimes it's like the scale feels too big and it feels like there's certain areas of the story where I'm like this either feels rushed, neglected or I just don't care about it um, and sometimes it it was I don't know multiple things, Aragorn's awesome at the end <laughs> Yes. Yeah, man. He's great. Vigo Mortensen for the motherfucking win. Yeah. Yeah. Aragorn's great. I I love those movies. I love them so very much. Yeah. I definitely enjoyed them. It was just like, I don't know. It it's it's like a it's a lot like to want to your your story is not complete until you watch all three. Like you, it's not one of those things where you can just and it's the same with like the Harry Potter movies. Like I think that's why it took me so long to watch all of them because I was like. I've read the book, so I know where this is going, but I haven't read Lord of the Rings, and this is probably the closest I'm going to get to reading it, so, like, I don't want to give up on this, but, like, there's so much movie. Yeah, there is. So much. That motherfucking Gandalf, like, I remember watching the riff tracks for Fellowship of the Ring, which was absolutely (laughs) hysterical, but even, even they stopped when they were at the bridge with the whole you shall not pass mm-hmm. my mike was just like all right guys now let's shut up and watch like the best 15 seconds in cinematic history and like or yeah. the best minute and a half in cinematic history and they all just shut the fuck up for <laughs> gandalf facing off against the balrog which is just so good god damn ian mckellen just mm. mhm mhm no but i get it now like i <laughs> I mean, I always liked him as an actor, but I was like, yeah, this tracks. Um, I just had a hard time, like, I don't know. I understand the ring, like, it infects you and whatever. But after a while, I was like, fucking get off your high horse, Frodo. (laughs) Deal with this shit. (sighs) He can't get on a high horse. He's a halfling. He rides ponies. Listen, he was practically freaking Get off your low horse. He was so mean to Sam, and I was like, okay, you know what? Just let the spider eat you because uh, you're why, like why what why okay there were eagles let's just just for one second just give me this <laughs> God, fucking, don't start on the eagles there's eagle like why didn't they just fly the fucking ring welcome to, to where the rest of us are okay <laughs> then there wouldn't be a movie okay cause movie okay I don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm going to need to get you to get all the way off my back about that one. Oh, man. I should watch feel that. Confident. Wait, yeah, was that there's a pitch meeting a, thing? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I haven't seen that one in a while. Good times. Oh, I don't know if I've actually watched it. I didn't one. know there was one for it. I feel hey, like there is, right? I, I, I can't be This is something that. we can do after the show. Yeah, no, for sure. Which... Uh, Pitch meeting. I'm not going to actually just want to see if it exists. Yeah, they did all three of those, I think. <laughs> of course. 
I'm so tired, but I really want to watch them. Yeah, we'll 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 watch them when we go upstairs. We'll get in bed and we'll fire up the pitch meetings and go to sleep. It'll be great. (laughs) I really want to. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I am like this far from unconscious. (laughs) I feel you. Oh, they did the Hobbit ones too. Boy, did you see the Hobbit movies? Shut up and end the show. Move on. Uh, there's nothing to move on to. This is it. The show's over, folks. We did it. <laughs> I just kept quiet. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. Well, Karen hyperventilates in the corner. Uh, we've lost everyone here. That's our show. This week's episode is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you, and you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord, where there's an entire this week's episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the official QK channels or the more specific webcast accounts. And of course, the four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. And you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Uh, Karen? <laughs> Stop it. STM stitches everything. Go. Angie, where can people find you? Wherever Karen tells them to go. <laughs> And Evan, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Good times. If you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe, and leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, as always, keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh, original content. We actually are calling an audible because we have a listener, listener request. request. Yay, yes. thank you. And I'm pretty stoked about this because I have never seen it before. We are going to be watching Dragnet episode Season 1 episode Season 1, one episode 1, the LSD story. Yes. Suddenly I'm not sure why I said thank you. So Dragnet from 1967. 1967. This was requested by our good friend Ferg. Uh, I'm I'm just always happy to to watch something that somebody Wait else is recommending. It wasn't Listen, Ferg. Ferg, you make the best cookies. I'll watch anything you tell Hold me to watch. Hold on. What? Wasn't Ferg the one who made us watch that Eagle Head show? Yes, he was. And uh-huh. you do not say you didn't like it. We that enjoyed it. It was the best kind of weird. Ever. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. I'm excited. That's what we're doing. Uh, I also told him that uh, to to put together a uh, an audio submission for us. So I'm going to make sure that that's available for us to all listen to when we discuss uh, the episode later next month. Yeah. yeah. January is almost over. Yeah. All right, that's it, everybody. That's your homework. Watch the LSD story, season one, episode one of Dragnet from 1967. Thank you, Ferg. Thank you, everybody else, for listening. And on behalf of all of us, I am Chris. I'm Karen. I'm so tired. (laughs) Why did they take all the comedy out? (laughs) Look at all the white people. (laughs) Good night. What you watching? Airbender. Avatar. That's right, it is on Netflix. What you think? Holy s***. It's really good. Oh, you met the movie. Um, great. I'm so glad you're being 
exposed to that, I'm gonna go back up the stairs and- My favorite character is Ong. That's, that's not how you pronounce it. Oh, I'm just gonna keep going. I like how slow the fighting is. Uh, it's supposed to be a lot faster than that. Um, how it's not funny at all. <laughs> Why? Why is it so unfunny? They took all the comedy out of the original source material. Please tell me when it's over. Look at all the white people. And this concludes our broadcast day.